Is everyone hearing um, sound? I can't hear anybody. Okay, must be mine. You're all good? Okay. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 75 and 76. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Yea, unto thee do we give thanks. Thy name also is so nigh. And that, that, and that do thy wondrous works declare. In the appointed time, saith God, I shall judge according unto right. The earth is weak, and all the inhabitants thereof. I bear up the pillars of it. I said unto the fools, Deal not so madly, and to the ungodly, set not up your horn. Set not up your horn on high and speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor yet from the south. 
and why god is the judge he putteth down one and setteth up another for in the hand of the lord there is a cup and the wine is red it is full mixed and he poureth out the same as for the dregs thereof all the ungodly of the earth shall drink them and suck them out but i will talk of the god of jacob and praise him forever all the horns of the ungodly also will i break and the horns of the righteous shall be exalted in judah is god known his name is great in israel at salem is his tabernacle and his dwelling in zion there break he the arrows of the bow the shield the sword and the battle thou art glorious in might when thou comest from the hills of the robbers the proud are robbed they have slept their sleep and all the men whose hands were mighty have found nothing at thy rebuke o god of jacob both the chariot and horse are fallen thou even thou art to be feared and who may stand in thy sight when thou art angry thou didst cause thy judgment to be heard from heaven the earth trembled and was still when god arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon earth the fierceness of man shall turn to thy praise and the fierceness of them shalt thou refrain promise unto the lord your god and keep it all ye that are round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared he shall refrain the spirit of princes and is wonderful among the kings of the earth glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here beginneth the 21st verse of the 39th chapter of the book of ezekiel i will set my glory among the nations all the nations shall see my judgment which i have executed and my hand which i have laid on them so the house of israel shall know that i am the lord their god from that day forward the gentiles shall know that the house of israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me therefore i hid my face from them i gave them into the hand of their enemies and they all fell by the sword according to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions i have dealt with them and hidden my face from them therefore thus says the lord god now i will bring back the captives of jacob and have mercy on the whole house of israel and i will be jealous for my holy name after they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid when i have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies lands and i am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations then they shall know that i am the lord their god who sent them into captivity among the nations but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer and i will not hide my face from them any more for i shall have poured out my spirit on the house of israel 
says the Lord God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th verse of the 7th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now some of them from Jerusalem said, Is this not he whom they seek to kill? But look, he speaks boldly, and they say nothing to him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is truly the Christ? However, we know where this man is from. But when the Christ comes, no one knows where he is from. Then Jesus cried out as he taught in the temple, saying, You both know me, and you know where I am from, and I have not come of myself. But he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him, for I am from him, and he sent me. Therefore they sought to take him. But no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. And many of the people believed in him, and said, When the Christ comes, will he do more sign than these which this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer. And then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Then the Jews said among themselves, Where does he intend to go that we shall not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this thing that he said? You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. Our lessons really for the whole day, and I'm reflecting back on our lessons from morning prayer as well, especially our psalm, um, are sort of pointing out something that's difficult for us to see with, uh, as we look at, at the perspective of our lives from the day-to-day -day perspective, which is that they, you know there's this kind of confounding uh, sense that oftentimes those who are seeking to do well um, often have a very difficult time of it, um, and those who are you know seemingly, seemingly gleeful to do bad uh, are uh, are you know flourishing, they're thriving, uh, they do really well for themselves. Um, the psalmist this morning, I was remembering as I was reading it, was you know he was talking about you know okay you're the it's not like you don't see your enemies doing these things and before your face, but I am the one who's being sort of chastised constantly, and I'm like sort of barely bearing the weight of that chastisement while they seem to be you know sort of skipping through life while knowingly and willfully doing evil. So what's the deal here? What's going on? And so as we expand that into our readings tonight, really, this is this is a great this is sort of the great meditation of epiphany is that what how the how Jesus reveals, um, you know, reveals God to us and reveals God to all the world is in a way that in one from one perspective is truly confounding that um, the great victory of the Christ will be the, the passion of the Christ. Um, there will be in this, and, and so, you know, the, the crucified Lord is Lord over all of creation. And that is a difficult thing to sort of perceive. Um, you know, in our gospel, in our second reading tonight in the Gospel of John, you'll see the, the religious authorities looking at Jesus and being like, well, we, we know, we know what there is to know about this guy. And like, we need to just kind of confine him. And, and Jesus is constantly saying, like, you don't know. 
we don't know what these things are and the people are getting it a little bit better they're saying like well how can you know how can like the christ is the person who does all these things and he's doing all of these things and it's like but we know where he comes from so how does that work and that's kind of the, the the on display there are two postures that are that are sort of difficult to reconcile to one another you have the the posture that's like well these are the things we've received um but really these are sort of pieces of a, of a truth that we've received and we're not sure how they fit together um and then there's you know the person that comes along and says well here's exactly how they fit together and kind of jams them into into configuration with one another um and it's that second tendency that we have to really watch out for because that's the one that um, as we frustrate ourselves over time, trying to um, sort of make it all make sense um, and and make it all sort of fit to the logic um, uh, that we are electing or, and, and requiring it to conform to, that re requiring the the actions and the movements of God to conform to, um, what we bound what are what is bound to happen is that we're just going to grow frustrated with that, perplexed and ultimately despairing with that. So. The alternative posture is one of a kind of um, a kind of inquiring wonder um, and genuine epiphany should always it always provokes this in us. And that's our proper response to genuine epiphany is is this desire to go and see more, this desire to come along and see more of this person um, and not to sort of take take in what it, we're, we're looking at in the moment and, and you know, sort of draw like put it in a box and, and put a bow on it. Um, that that is that is a sort of uh, you know a finalizing tendency that that will that, that tends to frustrate an actual relationship we're called into with God. Um, and as as we look at uh, Ezekiel, this takes on a sort of a more uh, uh, the stakes get raised pretty high because in Ezekiel 38, um, starting in Ezekiel 38 and then continuing into our chapter 39 tonight, we're dealing with the you know the the sort of a people who have been rocked to the core, uh, having been sent into exile from their ancestral land um, and before the eyes of all the world. And we've talked about this before. Uh, it seems like their God maybe isn't real or their God doesn't particularly like them or care for them. Um, and their exile is you know, a sign that the other nations of the earth are more powerful and are more uh, have more powerful gods um, at their at their sort of uh, at their head of them. Um, and this looks like the end of Israel um, and everyone's kind of bearing the perplexity of this. If we were the chosen people, why are we in exile right now? And again, that that really draws us to the perspective here that um, it is a, that seen from the vantage of God, as is revealed in the Oracle of Ezekiel tonight. You see that, you know, the chastisement that Israel is bearing is actually um, will be will prove to be a great sign of hope, not just for Israel, but also for all the nations. Um, and that their chastisement, such as it is, and them bearing shame in their measure uh, for their wrongdoing and their unrighteousness um, is also a warning sign to everybody of a more of a greater and more more sort of sweeping and permanent judgment that will befall all the nations that rebel um, and that are unfit, that are that, that do evil in the sight of God. And so but if you look at it on any particular day, it looks like Israel is lost and and everybody is, you know, is scattered. And they, they cannot be drawn together again. And yet, um, as we look forward in time, you know, there is a return from exile. And then ultimately, there will be a gathering together of all the people of God again. There will not be a single one lost um, who remains faithful to God. Um, and so, you know, in our lives, as we look at this, it's, it's important for us that in these, in, seen in the short term, oftentimes our perspective is, is contoured by a sense of futility and it's very easy to adopt that as we don't understand what god is always doing we don't understand how faithfulness actually 
produces blessedness in the end when in, in, in the time for the time being it seems to produce complication and difficulty um, and and a and a sort of what seems to be a perpetual discomfort um, with life in this world um, and how that somehow produces beatitude in the end is something that is that is being unfolded day to day but is hard to see in the day to day and so for us it's a call to a renewed patience um, and a renewed perspective that these things um, as they are played out in the end are revealed to be what they truly are. Um, that what is given to us in these, in, in sort of these moments of epiphany along the way really will be the quality of how everything is viewed in the end, that um, the appearances of things will, will be what they really are in the end and they won't be deceptive to us and they won't be a temptation for us to despair. And so for us, as we live in this sort of world where appearance does not always line up for, to, to what is really going on, it's a call to sort of a sobriety of perspective and patience as we await for the revealing of all things. We'll turn now to our intercession on page 590, remembering as we do those for whom we are praying this evening. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who art the life of mortal men, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank Thee for the timely blessings of the day, and humbly supplicate Thy merciful protection all this night. Bring us, we beseech Thee, in safety to the morning hours through him who died for us and rose again, thy son, our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight and thanks to Chris for co-leading tonight. Thank you.